So today we're continuing our series we started last week. By the way, a number of people got saved last Easter Sunday. Amen. But uh, we talked about, we started a series called Divine Blessings, and it's a series based on Psalm 103. And in Psalm 103, David lists a series of divine blessings. In fact, he lists five. And uh, I want to read it in Psalm 103, verse 2. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Now, last week we talked about the divine blessing of forgiveness. And uh, today we're going to talk about the, the next blessing, which is the divine blessing of, of health and healing. Divine healing is part of God's divine provision. Remember we talked about last week, John 10.10 10 says, The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly. We talked about, you know, really, whenever your cup is overflowing with the goodness of God, that's when your life is blessed. It's not based upon how much money you have or the kind of car you drive, right? And so, you know, the verse 3 says, who forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases. Now, this particular verse and subject of healing can be a difficult subject to wrap our brain around or to, to, to really fully understand because he says he heals all our diseases, but yet in the world today, we have sickness, we have disease. Christians are sick and disease, and we have friends and family that die of sickness and die of disease. So does the Lord still heal today? You know, that's the question. And according to Psalm 103, the Lord forgives all our sins and he does heal all our diseases. And so now if he forgives all our sins and heals all our diseases, the question is why do people still sin and why do people still get sick? And my, my take on this is I believe it's because we still live in this fallen world. We still live where sin is still present, right? And, and because sin is still present in this world, sickness and disease is still present in this world, as well as all forms of evil, right? But one day, we're going to no longer have sickness, sin, and all that, right? Come on, because one day, it's gonna be, we're going to be rescued from it all. In fact, Revelation 21.4 says, He will wipe away every tear from our eyes, and there will be no longer any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. First things have passed away. In the new heaven and the new earth, how many of you know there's not going to be sin? There's not going to be sickness? There's not going to be disease? Amen? We're going to be rescued forever. But for now, we need to embrace the divine blessing of health and healing. Uh, Jesus was physically wounded for our physical healing. How many of you know that? In fact, Isaiah 53, if you look closely at this passage of Scripture, it says in verse 4, He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed Him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement for our peace was upon Him, and by His stripes we are healed. Now, in this text is an Old Testament prophecy speaking of the crucifixion of Jesus, right? And in verse 4, it says, He has borne our griefs, and He has carried our sorrow. 
Now, born means to take up, to lift off, or to raise. Griefs literally means sickness. And carried means to bear or to take up as a burden. And then sorrows literally means pain. So the literal translation of this verse is like this. Jesus has taken up upon himself and lifted off of us our sickness and taken on the burden of our pains and our suffering for us. Amen? And so the end result of that provision of his of, of, of the work on the cross, Isaiah 53 and verse 5 says, He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement for our peace was upon Him, and by His stripes we are healed. And so the divine exchange is Jesus was wounded physically that we might be healed physically. And notice the, ver- the tense of this verse. It says, by His stripes we are healed. It doesn't say by stripes we will one day be healed or we might be healed. It's in the present tense. It says by his stripes we are healed. Amen. And so what we need to know and believe is that Jesus has already made provision for our physical healing. And so in John 19.30, remember we said last week, Jesus said as he breathed his last, it is finished, which means it's paid in full. Amen. Now, an interesting thing is some theologians believe that Jesus still heals today, and some of them don't. Some of them don't believe that Jesus heals. They don't believe that Isaiah 53 was actually speaking of physical healing. They believe he was just speaking of spiritual healing. But did Isaiah 53 speak of spiritual healing or physical healing or both? The Gospel of Matthew clears it up for us. The provision of divine physical healing was fulfilled in the life of ministry. You know, in Scripture, explains Scripture, right? And so Matthew 8, 14 says, Now when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with fever. So he touched her hand, and the fever left her. And she arose and served him. When evening had come, they brought they bought to him all who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and he healed all who were sick that he might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness. What this passage is saying is this is a fulfillment of Isaiah 53. Jesus took our infirmities and he bore our sickness, and by his stripes we are healed. Amen? So Isaiah 53 was speaking of both spiritual healing. He forgives our iniquities, but it also speaks of physical healing. He bore stripes on his back that we might be healed. Amen. God the Father anointed Jesus to physically heal the sick. So can we expect to be physically healed today? Or was that a dispensation that is done, that is passed? Was that for just the the New Testament times? Or can we expect to be healed today? What do you think? I think we can. In Matthew chapter 8, there was a leper who wasn't sure if it was God's will to be healed. In Matthew 8 and 1, he said, When he had come down, come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. So the Lord tells, the leper tells the Lord, If you are willing, you can make me clean. So I believe this guy... This guy here, who uh, he was a guy that 
He didn't know if it was God's will, but he believed that God could heal him. How many of you believe God can heal you? Amen. And then in verse three, it says, Jesus put out his hand, touched him saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. You see, listen, up to this point, no lepers were cleansed. Jesus did something that nobody else had ever done. Jesus brought to bring in the kingdom of God. Amen. To fulfill the kingdom of God. Now, did you believe, uh, do you believe it's God's, you know, will to heal today? Uh, I believe that we have to believe it if we want to receive it. Amen. Because Jesus was anointed with healing power. In fact, Matthew 9.35 says, Jesus traveled throughout the town and villages of an area, touching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. Jesus heals every kind of disease and every sickness. Amen? He heals heart disease. He heals arthritis. He heals back problems. He heals sugar diabetes. He heals blindness and deafness. Amen? You know, I, I didn't tell you this story, but the first conference we had, uh, one of the sessions that I did, I was talking about, about visionary leadership, about vision. You have to have vision. You have to, you have to have a vision of what God wants to do. You know, uh, as a pastor, you have to have a vision that, that Jesus wants to save people. That's what we're, we're in a soul saving business. Jesus established the church to save souls, right? So I was talking about that. Well, interesting, after we got done, one of the last things we do, we lay hands on every leader and just pray for God to give them a fresh anointing and fresh vision and all that. And there was a lady that came up and she was blind. And she said, I want to be healed physically. Now listen, I have to tell you, I laid my hands on and prayed for her, but I wasn't moved in faith at first to pray for her healing. It's like, oh my goodness, this is... So we prayed for everybody. She didn't move. She stayed there. And she she let the, the leadership know, I want to see. And it was like she was like, I'm not leaving till I see. And so we gathered around her again and all, we told the leaders, this lady wants to see. And I asked, has she, did, was she, could she see before and now she's blind? No, she was born blind. She's never seen before. And so... We laid hands on her and started praying for her. And I said, open your eyes. And she opened her eyes and all, all there was was the white of her eyes. And so I asked him, I said, you know, has she, has she ever seen before? Like at any time in the said, no. So we kept praying and all of a sudden, you know, one of the other leaders said, try opening your eyes. And she opened her eyes and we could see her eyeballs. And, and so apparently, I don't know, maybe they were like, you know, stuck to the side or whatever. And so we were, you know, the, the, the pastor Joe said, you know, some, God's doing something. We prayed for. And so we finished praying for, and then we left. The next day we got back. And so we said, pastor Joe's, how's the lady that we prayed for last night? That was, uh, that was blind. And they said, well, she can't see. But she says she can tell there's light around her and she's never been able to do that before. And I thought about that story when Jesus prayed for that blind person and they said, can you see? And they said, well, I see people like trees moving around and he prayed for him a second time. So we said, let's pray for her a second time. And so we prayed for her a second time. And, uh, and she said, now she could see, she could see people like not physically, but she could see and so the next day we got word 
that she was able to go to the bathroom for the first time on her own because she could see good enough where she could see the door of the house and, and of the building and she could move around like that. And so every day was getting better. And so it's like, I, I was reminded, it's like God is in the miracle working business. Amen. In fact, Kelsey, the guy that was with us that you saw there, uh, he was diagnosed with lymphoma cancer and they, he showed us, they actually put the port in. They were about to begin the treatment and he, his wife and, and his mother-in-law and, and they were praying and believing God. And so his wife insisted, before you take the first treatment, tell him to do another test on you. And they did another test. He had a tumor so big that it pressed against his larynx and he lost his voice. And so all of a sudden, they, uh, he could, he could start speaking a little bit. So his wife said, tell them to test you again before they do the treatment. They tested him again and found out the tumor was shrinking. No treatment, just believe in God for a miracle. And he got totally healed, didn't take one treatment, and it's been several years now and he's totally cancer free. Amen. Isn't that a great story? Man, I tell you, you know, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And so I want to just encourage your faith today. Does Jesus heal everybody? No, I've prayed for many people that didn't get healed. But I'm telling you, the Lord just stirred my heart and said, if you're ever going to see somebody healed, you're going to have to, you're going to have to believe that I can heal. Amen. And I'm telling you, God's in the healing business. Amen. And so. Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who forgives our iniquities and heals all of our diseases. So divine healing is part of God's provision. But divine health is also part of God's provision. Not only should we believe God to heal us, we should also believe God for divine health. In 3 John 2, it says, dear friend, I pray that you may prosper in every way and be in good health as your soul prospers. I mean, you know, God doesn't just want us to, to prosper in our physical body. He wants our soul to prosper, which means emotionally, which means relationally, means physically, emotionally. He wants every area of our life to prosper. Y'all believe that? And so just as physical healing is a divine gift, total wholeness is a divine gift too. Divine health is a divine gift and blessing from God. Divine health is having no sickness and no health. I mean, we should believe God to heal us when we're sick. But how about if we believe God to be healthy? Are y'all with me out there? Come on. I believe, you know, divine health is being healed spiritually, emotionally, and physically. But divine health is also being healthy. And, you know, sometimes some people, they just sick at one sickness after another. Like they just, everything, they're, they're always got something going on. And, and I'm not trying to belittle that or make light of that, but sometimes we just got to stand our ground and say, no, divine health is mine. Amen. First Peter 2.24 says, he himself bore our sins on his own body on the tree, that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Healed in this verse means to be made whole, not having, not having any sickness or health issues. So I'm, I just want to encourage you today, just as we pray for healing when we're sick, how about we begin praying that God would keep us healthy? You know, remember in the Old Testament, whenever the water was bitter and they threw the, 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 uh, the tree in the water and it, it became sweet 
And the Bible, and the word says, and the Lord said, I'm going to keep all these diseases off of you. Now listen, I, again, we live in a sin-filled world. We live in, we live in Louisiana where they got Boudin and cracklings and we got contaminants and we got herbicides and we got all that stuff. But come on, we need Jesus to help to keep us healthy. Amen. And come on, I just want to encourage you with that. And I've been, I've been just encouraged. Divine health is being delivered not only from physical sickness, but, but, uh, keeping us healthy and strong. And listen, I believe divine health is also being delivered from generational sickness and disease. You know, generational sickness and disease is, uh, something that keeps showing up in your family tree generation after generation. You know what I'm talking about? And uh, like, for instance, for me and my family, sugar diabetes is one of the things that our family deals with. My, my, uh, my aunts had it. My mother had it. Some of my siblings have it. And so, you know, the, the devil will say, you're going to have it too. And my faith says, no, I'm not. In Jesus' name. I, I want to stand against that because Jesus bore stripes for sugar diabetes. And I don't want that. I want to be free from that. I want sugar diabetes curse to be broken in my family lineage right now and right now. Amen. And so, you know, so 1 Peter 1.18 says, knowing that you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold from the feudal way of life inherited from your forefathers. Redeem means to be purchased out of, to, bought, to be bought out of, to be released from. And God redeems us from the things we inherit from our forefathers. Now, now we oftentimes uh, inherit generational uh, patterns or traits or characteristics uh, and sometimes spiritual and physical illness. But the Bible says that God can deliver us from generational sins like stealing or lying. You know what I'm talking about? Or being prejudiced, or having hatred, having violence, some, some generational things that God can break off of us, where you find out there's been many characteristics that have been in our family tree, and the Lord says, I want to regraft you, and I want to change your family tree, with starting from you, Amen. I want to change what happens below you with your children and your grandchildren. And I believe that's part of what God delivers us from those generational patterns or traits. Generational sins can be broken. Just because our family for years have had a lot of hatred and there were fighters. And, you know, I've heard stories of some families, they're fighters, man. They fight, they fight, they're always fighting. And it was with that generation and on this generation and this generation. And so listen, God don't want us to be, you know, violent and he don't want us to be angry and bitter. Come on, let's stand our ground and say, let's say, let's believe that's broken in our life in Jesus name. Are y'all with me out there? And then, you know, God can deliver us from generational curses like, like poverty, addictions, ungodly, evil characteristics. And you probably heard this. You might be familiar with this in your own family, but there's been, you know, alcoholism or drug addiction or gambling or, you know, just whatever it may be, just generationally. And sometimes we have no way of knowing what's happened way down our family tree. But sometimes we just got to know that Jesus bore stripes on his back. He died on the cross. 
cross to deliver us from the feudal way that we've inherited from our forefathers. And we, by faith, have to stand our ground, spiritually speaking, and say, thank God, I'm going to be delivered from those generational curses on my life. Amen? And then finally, God can deliver us from generational sickness and disease. Amen? And I heard a story recently about that, about this guy was telling me he had three or four generations of this, of this generational disease that was going, this physical disease that was going on. And, and every male in his family had died at a young age from heart disease. And here he is. He's now past that frame by many years. He said, leading up to that, I was thinking, Oh, am I going to die? Am I going to die at this age? Cause my grandpa died. My daddy died. My, my great grandpa died. And he said, No, I'm believing God that I'm going to be delivered from that heart disease. And now he's past that stage and he said, every day I'm trusting God and believing God not to be he just be healed, but to be whole in Jesus' name. Divine healing and divine health is ours in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, are y'all with me out there? So I want to encourage you as part of the divine blessing that we can be healthy and we can be whole. And I want to encourage you Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who forgives our iniquities and heals all of our diseases. I love the testimony of Moses, his life, of his life and health. In Deuteronomy 34 and 7, it says, Moses was 120 years old when he died, yet his eyesight was clear, and he was strong as ever. Amen. I read that and I say, uh oh. I need to ask God for restoration because I'm already using cheaters. My eyes are growing dim already. Hey, listen, but come on. Are y'all following what I'm saying here? You know, come on, let's believe God. I believe God can preserve us. I can. Be I believe God can heal us. Do y'all believe that? You know, and so how? How do we get healed? How do we get delivered? You know, listen, the scripture says, I, I love the way one theologian explained it. He says, listen. He said, how do we receive divine health and healing the same way we receive forgiveness of sins? How do we receive forgiveness of sins? Ephesians 2.8 says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And it's not of yourselves, it's the gift of God. Forgiveness is a divine blessing gifted and offered to us by and through the grace of God, right? How many of you are grateful he offers forgiveness? And so if we receive the, the divine blessing and forgiveness by grace, it's by grace, it's, say it's by faith, yeah, but if God's grace would give it to us, even though we had faith, we wouldn't have it, right? Health and healing is a divine blessing afforded to us by and through God's grace. It's a gift. It's a, it's a divine blessing. And so we receive that divine bless of health and healing. How? By putting our faith and trust in God's grace. Not in our faith, in God's grace. We just have to believe God's grace. Do y'all believe God's grace? Amen. Do me a favor. Stand with me. Let's pray right now. And I want to take a moment right now. I really believe this. Do y'all believe the word of God this morning? You know, I thank God that little blind lady, she, she definitely had more faith than I had. She was believing for a miracle whenever I was doubting. But she stood there and she believed the message of the gospel. And she received a healing. 
I want to ask you today, how many of you physically, you need a healing in your life? Just, just raise your hand. Just raise your hands. And I, I want to pray with you now. I want you to just close your eyes with me for just a moment. And we're not going to pray for everyone to lay in your hand. Just raise both hands and just just, just, just extend them out. And, and just right there where you are, just begin to bless the Lord. And just begin to thank God that right now you're a child of God. You're a recipient of the healing power of God. You're a recipient of the anointing of God. And I, let's agree right now, by his stripes you are healed. Jesus took a stripe on his back for every sickness known to man, every disease known to man. There is nothing that Jesus can't heal. If he can heal the leper, if he can open blind eyes, come on, if he can open, uh, if he can unstop deaf ears, there's nothing he can't do. Come on, let's believe right now in the name of Jesus that God is releasing his healing hand right now. Generational, uh, generational patterns of sickness, we come against it right now. We block it right now. In the name of Jesus, we declare we've been delivered from the feudal ways that we've inherited from our forefathers, not by the blood of bulls and goats, but by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Lord, we come against sickness, disease, infirmity, cancer. We come against it right now. We come against the spirit of infirmity. We break its power and we break its hold right now. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are releasing your divine healing over this body in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we declare, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we break its power. Now just receive that anointing oil right now over your life. Let the oil of his healing come upon you. Let it come over you right now. Healing in Jesus' name. Deliverance in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God, that you are releasing your healing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. By his stripes you are healed. By his stripes you are healed. He took our infirmities. He bore our sickness by his stripes. Just get a picture of him. Just on that, on his back. One of those stripes he took was your heart disease, was your back problems, was your, was your infirmity, was your sickness. He took sugar diabetes. He broke sugar diabetes off the Menard family in Jesus' name. Come on, he took every disease. Come on, you're standing right now. Come on, you're standing right now for you and your family. In the name of Jesus, we declare it is done. Praise you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Do me a favor, just bow your head for just one more second. You know, as we read that verse in Psalm 103, he forgives all our iniquities and heals all our diseases. It all starts with him forgiving our iniquities. Everything else that God has for us, it begins with spiritual healing. You got to be a Christian. You got to be born again. You got to give your life to Christ. You got to ask him to forgive your sins. And then once you've done that, then it releases everything else that's part of his kingdom. Maybe you're here today and you've never really done that. You've never really genuinely surrendered your life and asked Him to forgive you of all your sins. And today, you're ready. You're ready to give your all to Him. You're ready to give your life to Him. If that's you, would you just indicate that by raising your hand? Thank you, ma'am. I see your hand. Anybody else right here? I see your hand. Just raise your hand and just hold it up for a moment. And I just want to see right over here, ma'am. I'm just going to agree with you. I see your hand right over here. Come on, this is your moment. Sir, right over here, I see your hand. Sir, right here, I see your hand right over here. Come on, let's pray this prayer together. Just We're going to pray it as a family. Just say this. Lord Jesus, thank you for forgiveness. 
I ask you to forgive me for all my sins, all my rebellion. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry. I repent and I'm willing to turn to you and serve you and turn from my wicked ways. Lord Jesus, I ask you to cleanse me and to heal me spiritually and empower me to live the Christian life. Thank you, Jesus, for accepting me into your family today. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Now that, I believe, is the biggest miracle of all. Salvation. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, there's a card in the pew. If you'll just take the time to fill that out. Bring it into the lobby, into the resource center, that desk there. We have a gift for you. We have a Bible if you need one. We're not going to harass you, but we want to pray for you and just give you something to help you get started. Divine health. Let's walk in divine health. Lord, I pray divine health. I speak it over the people of God. Lord, may the divine health of Jesus be upon us all. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. Have a great day.